The Kenya Certificate of Primary Education is set for the month of March. Unfortunately, a class 8 people committed suicide over 20 shillings. My condolences goes out to the family and the friends of these people. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Vivian. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your questions. May the Lord bless you. May he continue to grant you the grace to be able to apply everything that we are learning together. Lot was referred to by Peter as the righteous Lot. Reason being he had a powerful uncle and this uncle was Uncle Abraham. Picture having an uncle of such caliber. It would go without say that your spiritual life will definitely be automatically straightforward. Right? Absolutely wrong. Lot lived in Sodom, much as he still upheld the moral standards that Uncle Abraham taught him. He was in Sodom, and the culture of Sodom infiltrated into him to a point whereby his spiritual prowess dwindled. At the end of the day, he even failed to convince his sons-in-law and wives to go to leave Sodom, and judgment fell upon them. Lot did escape, yes. He escaped with the wife and the daughters, but unfortunately the wife looked back and died. And Lot, at the end of the day, lost possessions and position. And these were the things that he was holding on to while at the gate as an official. He lost them all. Where am I going with all this? Place the standard eight people in one corner, Lot in the other corner, Lot's wife in the other corner. As a triangle, there is a unifying factor among the three. James chapter 1 verse 5 to 6 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So the three were unified by double-mindedness. They were to focus on one thing, but one foot was on one end and the other foot was on the other end. And at the very end, they lost it. They lost everything that they were running after. Double-mindedness is very dangerous. Oh yes, it is very difficult to say that you pray and you don't worry, or you pray and you forget about what you prayed about and just let go and let God. James chapter 1 verse 5 to 6 reminds us that as long as we doubt, we are like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. We are very unstable in all we do. Why? Because we are double-minded. And such a person doubts. And such a person again cannot receive that which he or she is asking for from the Lord. Because it says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Again, the catch is, you must believe and not doubt. It is one way, believe and not doubt. As soon as you believe and not doubt, then it goes without say that you receive that which you ask for 
Yes, I will not be anxious. Yes, I should not worry. But again, whenever I read that scripture or you read that scripture, you realize that you begin to worry and become anxious. How about believing and not doubting that what the Lord has said in his word forever stands and is forever sure. He is faithful to perform his word. That is what he says. He is so keen on the details of your life to a point where he knows the number of hair on your head. Think about it for a minute. Try counting the hair on your head. It's actually impossible, but God knows every detail of your life, including the number of hair on your head. Much as we remind ourselves that we should not worry, we should not be anxious, He knows our needs, present our request to God with thanksgiving, doubting and unbelief, bars or hinders our answers to prayer, as we've seen here, because at the end of the day we become unstable, like the wave tossed to and fro by the wind, and we lose everything. That is what happens whenever we doubt. People who worry their prayers are like wind-wiped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Lots kept his options open. His wife looked back instead of looking forward and forging ahead. She was double-minded. The standard eight people decided to juggle be between these 20 shillings and the Kenya Certificate of Primary Education at the end of the day because of the misstep that he made or she made. He or she lost his life. He or she might have had an underlying condition. You might never know that. But he had one aim and that aim was to study for the Kenya Certificate of Primary Education and excel in it. And if not, just sit for the paper and move on with life. Unfortunately, the 20 shillings was a distraction that caused his life. It is very sad. That is the danger of being double-minded. That is the danger of being tossed to and fro by the wind, having prayers filled with worry. Those who worry their prayers are in danger of being unstable in all their ways. According to a research done by Gilbert and Ebert, keeping one's options open yields lower satisfaction with the decision outcome. In the end, this might increase dissatisfaction with the decision and regret. There is always an opinion about your life. But what is God saying about your life? Are you a double-minded person having your options open? One foot is in God and the other foot is in people's opinions and the options that they offer. At the end of the day, what happens? There is dissatisfaction and regret. You cannot steal second base and keep your foot on first. When you steal second base, then you've gone second base. Your foot is withdrawn from the first. The first is God. The first is believing and not doubting. As long as you place your foot on the second base, which is doubt and unbelief, then you become unstable in all your ways. And the optionality trap catches up with you such that you're not able to be hooked onto anything. You've already gone second base even without knowing. It is a reminder to us today we should believe and not doubt. God has said that you should not worry. 
He has us in mind. He has our basic needs sorted even before we ask him. He has said that we should not be anxious, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving we should present our request to God. He has even given us a platform to ask for wisdom if we don't have it, and to pray, believing and without doubt. And at the end of the day, he will provide that which we ask for. My prayer and my desire for us is to live lives that are not double-minded because the outcome is devastating. We become dissatisfied. We do not get answers to our prayers. We might lose what we run for, what we are seeking after. Like Lot did, he lost possession and position because he was double-minded. I wouldn't want you, my listener, to be in that position. That is why God placed this so strongly in my heart to share with you and to remind myself that as long as I doubt, as long as I entertain unbelief, then my foot steps on second base and without knowing, I cannot keep my feet on the first because I've stolen second base. So there I go without my knowledge. Just like that. A slow fade, a slow fade, a slow fade. Let us not be double-minded, my friends. There is no fear, cause I believe. There is no doubt, cause I have seen your faithfulness. My fortress, over and over. I have a hope found in your name I have a strength found in your grace Your faithfulness, my fortress Over and over Thank you God this day For your word that has come so strongly and so powerfully we ask, O oh God, that you may give us the strength to ask for wisdom from you whenever we desire it or whenever we need it. Help us, O oh God, to remind ourselves that whenever we doubt and whenever we entertain unbelief, we are like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And at the end of the day, we do not expect to receive anything from you. Let us always be conscious of the fact that we are prone or we are vulnerable to being double-minded because of what life and the world offers. Let us remind ourselves that you have given us an opportunity to approach you and ask for wisdom and believe and not doubt that you will grant our heart's desires. Let us always remember that much as we are in the world, we are not of the world. And at the end of the day, we will influence the world with the positivity that you desire. I thank you and I bless your name, O God, even for delivering us from the optionality trap that keeping our options open is not the best decision we might make. Help us to focus on you and you alone, the author and the finisher of our faith. I thank you and I glorify your name, for it is in the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Amen.
in you. God, I believe in you. Before I go, I'd like to tackle a question that our listener sent in from Monday's episode. And she asked this, getting possessions, gaining money, getting a good position, does this affect the quality of life? My listener noticed that I quoted the fact that such does not affect the quality of life. The quality of life remains the same. But just to clarify this and to clear the air, the quality of life is not determined by what we have. Remember what I said? As long as you utilize what you have and make the best out of what you have, then you become the happiest person. How does this connect? It connects in this way. If, for instance, I'm living in the U.S. and you're living in Kenya, does it mean that while I'm living in the U.S., the oxygen I'm breathing in is of a higher value than the one living in Kenya? Not at all. If you're in Kenya and you live in Karen, and, for instance, I'm living in Kibera, we breathe the same oxygen. Your position, your job, your money does not affect the quality of your life. Life is life. Whether you drive a big car or you drive a Vitz or you walk to work and back, you still breathe the same oxygen. And I hope that this has been clarified. I hope that I've been able to answer my listener. Keep sending in those, those questions. You can get me on a day at a time five at gmail.com send me an email of your question send me an email of your feedback i'll definitely be able to read it and respond promptly thank you so much for tuning in today let's meet once again on monday and on wednesday next week from 1 p.m